to On the Block with Stricken Bach on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Illinois game tonight at 7.30 from Pinnacle Bank Arena for the Huskers. Obviously another chance uh, to get get on the good side in the Big Ten, get off the schneid even in the Big Ten as their own five in conference play. Uh, if you don't get a chance to get down to PBA, we'll be on BTN. And, of course, it will be an interesting matchup as Illinois brings in one of the best players in the country in Kofi uh, Coburn. A couple other news and notes before we get to Bassinet. Uh, the Huskers have added DeAndre Jackson from Texas A&M, a running back uh, from the transfer portal. So that's kind of the news of the day in Husker football. Also, the Big Ten will announce a revised football schedule tomorrow at 11. Right now, Nebraska, in, 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 it looks like the Nebraska-Purdue and Nebraska-Wisconsin games might just be switched around as far as who's going to be the host there. Uh, as it currently stands, it's uh, Nebraska or Purdue at nebraska and Nebraska at Wisconsin, but it should be flipped around. We'll see tomorrow um, to Nebraska at Purdue and Wisconsin at Nebraska, barring uh, any change outside of that, which would be huge news. So we'll see kind of uh, what goes there. Is Chris, is Chris Bastin on the horn with us? Still can't hear from um, from Chris Bastin or Big Sky, so maybe they're still running that down. Strick, just kind of your initial thoughts on the Illinois game coming up tonight. <laughs> Nebraska obviously trying to get off the schneid. Uh, Big-time opponent in the fighting Illini. Um, after that Rutgers game, I think probably some Husker fans have checked out. But once you get back into Lincoln, it's always something to go do and, and a chance for Nebraska to get on uh, on board. I think we do have Chris Bastin of the Lincoln St Journal Star joining us now. Chris, how are you doing today? I'm good, guys. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, no problem. It's it's good to hear from you. I did. Uh, we will get to that Nebraska Illinois game, but I did want to get to an article that you had um, today that was kind of talking about the extension that Hoiberg, Fred Hoiberg, of course, signed with Nebraska in 2020. Uh, was not necessarily reported to the media. Nobody kind of got a hold of that. But uh, now we kind of know a little bit more about the details there. And it and Maybe it would quiet down. I mean, there, maybe it's a, a, a 5% of the Nebraska fan base that started to wonder about Hoiberg's uh, future here at Nebraska, but maybe that, maybe that portion is even quieted down after reading uh, the extension that he signed. Yeah, I don't know if you really quiet down anything like that when it, when it gets going. It's certainly a large sum of money uh, that Fred Hoiberg would be owed should he be uh, replaced after this season, $18.5 million is <laughs> Obviously, nothing to sneeze at, but yeah, just kind of interesting um, that you know, one year into a seven-year deal, Bill Moose offered him an extension. He accepted it. Another three and a half million dollars coming his way. And, and look, if you're Fred Hoiberg, get your money if they're going to give it to you. So you certainly don't you don't blame them for that. But yeah, just kind of interesting the way it was handled. The the fact that it wasn't made public and, and it was just kind of kind of discovered here only recently. What are the what is the kind of the idea from the coaches? I know there there was obviously we saw the extension that 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 uh, that Harbaugh um, did with Michigan. A lot of people pointed to that, and then of course Frost in, in football got one like that. Would there in, be any incentive for Hoiberg to sign something that would lessen his money, um, other than being you know squarely on the hot seat, which I don't think he he is at this point. No, I, I mean I don't think so. Well, we'll see. Of course, you know you never you never know how these things truly shake out. But if if Fred Hoiberg has got a contract that's that's going to pay him three and a half million for each of the next five years, and the university agreed to that contract, and it doesn't look like they're they're going to be 
willing to 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 or it doesn't look like they are going to be willing to budge off that then, then why would you take less money you know I, I from my from that point of view it's it would be an unsound business decision for Fred Hoiberg to negotiate less money now does that mean he'll do it who knows we'll see what it looks like you know Fred, obviously Scott Frost did it not long ago like you just mentioned but yeah it just kind of puts everybody I think in an interesting spot and it's it's not a real fun spot like it's it's no fun when a team isn't winning games and and losing the way that Nebraska is. And now we have news of, of this contract extension before Fred Hoiberg had really even gotten rolling in Lincoln. So yeah, it's, it's, it's not a, it's not a real fun thing that to, to have to deal with if you're Fred Hoiberg, but it is what it is. And we'll see what the future holds. Good day. It's Eric here. I have a two part question for you. One of them is that, you know, we, we see that it's not for a lack of talent. It's not a lack for what he's been able to uh, bring to the university of Nebraska, but I do have a question. Do you feel at this point it is a it is a process that he has he lost the team, or do you think they're still trying to find their chemistry as a team? That's interesting, Strick. I, it, it's funny because you know you see games like the Rutgers game where the effort obviously wasn't there, the Michigan game, the you know the the Auburn game, but then you have games like NC State, like Ohio State, like Michigan State, where Nebraska plays really hard and and really pushes a, a good opponent deep into the second half and has chances to win those games. So I don't, it, it's tough for me to say he's, he's lost the team when, when you, when you have efforts like that. Now, if we see the same effort tonight that, that we saw the other day against Rutgers, if we see it, you know, coming up against Purdue, if we see it in a few more games down the road, then maybe, yeah, that becomes more of a reality moving forward. But yeah, I, it's, it's tough right now. There's, there's obviously a, a disconnect there somewhere. Uh, like you said, I think the talents there on the roster to compete, they've shown that in these games. They haven't won them, but they've shown that they can compete with a lot of the teams on their schedule. But somewhere along the line, there's a there's a disconnect, and, and that's the problem right now for Nebraska and for Fred Hoiberg is that they've got to get that part of it figured out. Yeah, and the second part of the question is, the second part, Just and, and then I'll, I want Bach to tap back in, but um, what is it that you've observed thus far that – Hoiberg would have to do in order to get this thing turned around in the in the latter half of the the Big Ten conference uh, to be able to make some noise and to be able to gain some more confidence throughout the rest of the season. What what are some things that you think they would need to do in order to get it get it turned around? Yeah, it's I don't know that it's any one thing. Certainly, Nebraska has to be better offensively. There's no doubt about that. They have to shoot the ball better. They had been doing that a little bit better uh, against Ohio State and Michigan State, and, and even going back to Kennesaw State, they kind of reverted a little bit against against Rutgers. But look, this is still one of the worst three point shooting teams in the country, and they they flat got to shoot it better. There's no doubt about that. They have to play harder on defense. And, and I know these are basic, simple things that I'm, that I'm saying here, but I mean, that's what it is. It's a lot of times it's, it's effort and it's making shots with this team. And, and it'll help, I think, to get Trey McGowan's back, at least with the defensive part of it, because that's one of your best athletes, one of your best defenders, certainly a guy that's a, a leader on that team. So that, that'll help somewhat, but at the end of the day, th- this team just has to figure out, and Fred Hoiberg has to figure out how to get this team to play hard for 40 minutes every time out. And that should be a, obviously that should be a prerequisite for, for any high level team or, or any basketball team period is, is just showing up and playing hard. If Nebraska does that, they'll solve a decent amount of their problems. But the, the problem right now is that they haven't figured out how to get this team to do that. And so that's where I think it needs to start. 
And Nebraska, obviously a tough matchup tonight against top 25 Illinois and Kofi Coburn in particular. Um, just kind of scouting Illinois, what do they bring to the table outside of Kofi? Well, just a bunch of guards that shoot 40% from three-point range <laughs> or, or close <laughs> to it. You've obviously got the, the most physically dominant maybe player in the entire country in Kofi. But the, the thing that I think it's lost is they have really, really high-level guards, guys that can really shoot it, guys that aren't afraid to take big shots. Um, and, and what Kofi does is allow those guards to to have really, really good spacing on the perimeter for to get open shots, to find driving lanes, to, to have things like that. And if they miss – then they rebound about 42% of their missed shots on top of that. So they get a lot of opportunities, uh, even when they don't make a lot of shots. So they're just, they're really, really, really good offensively in, in just about every area. Obviously you can throw it down to Kofi, who's a top five scorer in the country. And he's probably going to get you a bucket if he's in position, or you've got guards that are going to hit a three, a good chunk of the time. And if you miss that shot, there's a decent chance you're going to get the offensive rebound. So that's, that's where it is for Illinois. They just, they can do pretty much whatever they want offensively. And it starts with Kofi, yes, but it's also because Illinois has really, really good guards that can make shots at a high level. Yeah, so one one, one, one last question for me um, that I just had some interest in. So since since uh, Hoiberg's arrival in 2017, um, you know, why do you think there's been so much turnover in the program uh, with players and, and so forth and jumping in and out of the portal over the last three years? What, 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 is, what do you think some of that, that has to do with? I think there's a couple of different reasons. One is we all knew when Fred Hoiberg came in and brought this staff with him, they were going to turn that roster over because that's what they did at Iowa State, and they made it work. And they were, I think the plan, if, and they would tell you the same thing, the plan was to try and build it quickly with transfers and then kind of, kind of transition more to recruiting high school players and building some stability that way. Part of the issue is they've had a lot of misses uh, in the transfer portal. They've had guys that haven't really panned out like they thought they would. They've had guys that have transferred in, played a year, transferred back out because they didn't work out or weren't happy in Nebraska or whatever the, the reason may be. So that's that's a big part for a lot of the turnover. Certainly, and Fred Harbert would tell you the same thing. He'd, he'd like to have continuity as much as anybody else. But because of the misses they've had uh, in recruiting and especially in the portal, They've had to keep go. They've had to go out and keep finding different guys, and that's led to a lot of turnover, and that leads to a lot of the problems I think you've seen this year with the inability to compete for 40 minutes sometimes, and and, and the team that looks like it's five individuals on the court some of the time because you just haven't had that continuity over the past few years. So, look, it's it's like any other sport and, and any other high level endeavor. You've got to you've got to be good in recruiting, and you've got to be consistently good in recruiting to give yourself a chance. And the fact of the matter is, Nebraska's just had too many misses uh, in recruiting to build any kind of stability. He's Chris Bassin of the Lincoln Journal Star. Huskers take on the Fighting Illini tonight, 25th ranked Fighting Illini at 7:30 from PBA. Chris, thanks for your time today and helping break down that game. We know it's always busy on a game day, so yeah. Once again, thanks for your time. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you having me. All right, there he goes, Chris Bassett of the Lincoln Journal Star. We'll continue with our basketball theme, your chance to beat Strick in a game show and win $15 to Buffalo Wings or Rings. It's shootout with Strick. Get in line, 402-464-5685 for your chance to take down an NBA player in a shootout. That's coming up next here on On the Block.